0: Hello from beautiful Atlanta. Today I'm chatting with Maya, who emailed me a few weeks ago and just had a lot of questions about becoming a surface pattern designer. So I said, why don't you come on the Design Tribe and we'll chat about it? This is the podcast version of me answering Maya's questions. It was first live streamed over on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to join the Design Tribe, you'll get VIP access to our live calls. To join, go to laurenleslie.com slash webinar series. Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Thanks for connecting with the Design Tribe. Let's start the conversation. here with me who was so sweet and sent me an email earlier this week, or it might have been late last week, actually. And she just had some questions about becoming a surface pattern designer. And so I'm here to answer her questions and your questions as well. So if any questions come to you as we're chatting, then just type them into the chat and I'll do my best to answer everybody's questions. So, um, Maya, if you want to introduce yourself, if you want to give a little bit of background and kind of tell everyone why you're interested in uh, surface pattern design.
1: Uh, Sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Maya Hublacar. I am an aspiring surface pattern designer. I actually heard of this profession back when I was in school at the Savannah College of Art and Design. So around 2016 to 2018 is when I obtained my certificate in graphic design. I did it all through e-learning. And then from there, I realized that I've always been extremely creative. I've always doodled a lot in my own notebooks and stuff, making patterns by myself. But I never thought that I could make it a career until I... Researched other people out on social media that do this as a profession. And I'm currently living in Atlanta right now, which is fantastic. And I do have my own Instagram page that I post my artwork to, but I really want to take the next step on finding a real full time career with surface pattern design somewhere (laughs) in the United States.
0: Nice. So when did you first learn of surface pattern design? What kind of caught your eye? Was it from Instagram or social media? Or if you didn't learn about it at SCAD? Because um, I always dreamed about going to SCAD. Like I'm, and I know you did e-learning, but um, I'm kind of jealous because that wasn't an option when I was in college. I really... Uh, I was in South Carolina, so I was just one state away, but I was like, oh, like, I can't afford to go out of state, Uh, so I majored in uh, studio art. Um, I actually did oil painting, so (laughs) yeah, Um, but that's a good testament to say that you can like learn new skills and kind of transfer your career. Um, Some of those basic art skills are, you know, transferable, so Mm -hmm. how did you first learn about surface pattern design?
1: Honestly through one of my classes it was a web design class actually where you had to make your own background for the web page and so I just made a cute little pattern and then from Uh there I just like doing that project so much that I kept making patterns on my own time and so I feel like that's just through class is where I
0: figured it out okay um Okay. And so you, did you learn how to make a repeat pattern through that class? Uh, yes, was it, it... Was a re- it was a repeat pattern. Yeah. Nice. Were you using Photoshop or Illustrator?
1: Um, Illustrator. I am okay. a big Illustrator fan. I also use Procreate to make a lot of my works as well. Uh, Photoshop still intimidates me, but I'm getting there and getting better day by day.
0: <laughs> that's funny. That's That's exactly how I was because I started out in graphic design too. And I think that Um, especially if you're coming from a fine art background, like I was, or just, you just don't know, like, what are the commercial fields that are options for people? Um, a lot of people know graphic design, like, and so we were like, okay, well I can, I guess I'll do graphic design, but we don't really know like what the other options are in terms of, you know, there's industrial design, there's uh, textile design, there's surface pattern design, there's all kinds of different, um things but yeah and when i try to explain my career to people who aren't familiar they they're like okay so like you're a graphic designer for patterns <laughs> like kind of yeah <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you can yeah. <laughs> you can think about it that way if you want to <laughs> it's fine but um yeah so what are some of the questions that you have for me
1: um so one of the biggest questions that i wrote to you was In your experience, we both live in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. job searching, what, what or which are the best keywords to use while searching for a job
0: like this? Mm -hmm. I think here in Atlanta, I would say probably textile designer would be the best, um, you know, kind of job posting that you would see. Um, I actually moved from South Carolina to Atlanta because uh, for a job, for my first job in textile design, um, which was with their rug company. And up 75, you'll see um, there's so many companies that employ textile designers, especially in flooring. Um, and some of the companies are Mohawk, Shaw. Um, there's a bunch of like more handmade rug companies, which is what I worked for. First for a company called um, Syria, and then one called Dev um, that's here in town but um there's a lot of options with flooring um but yeah i yes. think that especially here in atlanta i think textile designer might be your best bet there's also a company called mud pie up in stone mountain that does more um fashion and so i know some girls that they really missed uh the kind of the fashion side of things and so they worked in rugs for like a year or two and then they um got a job with a company called mud pie that does more it's more kids clothing um, okay. Yeah. But there's a lot of options like that um, around here in Atlanta that I just kind of learned about from working. So yeah, I think textile designer is probably the best keyword if you're looking for a job like in this area. Um, Sometimes also if you're in the New York area or LA area, I feel like I saw print designer a lot. Okay. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I usually see surface pattern designer, even though that's incorporated, but usually when you work in house, um, it's a little more, I think than just designing the, the pattern. Um, there's some, sometimes there's more technicalities to it. Um, and then when I worked as a textile designer, we also kind of did product development. Now it depends on the company. Sometimes companies have totally different um, or totally separate product development teams and their design team, but in in rugs, it was both. <laughs> so you, okay. you pick the construction and, you know, what was high, low and like all the yarn stuff, um, as well as designing the pattern or, you know, design.
1: So like I said, I'm just a graphic designer. Does that
0: detriment me because I don't have a degree in textile design? I don't think so. Cause I didn't have a degree in textile design. So okay. I really think what matters is gonna be your portfolio. And if you don't have a portfolio that shows that you can do this work, then that's gonna be your biggest hindrance. And so I would say work on your portfolio and do the work or have the work in your portfolio for the job that you want and have it almost be like, you know, if I wanna design kids' clothing, then you need to have examples of kids' clothing in your portfolio, you know, things that would look good on kids' clothing that would work for that product. Um, so if you were you know wanting to work at Mudpie or somewhere like that, that's what I would do. Um, sometimes two people are open. they're like, well, I'll, I'll take anything. I just want to, you know design patterns. So you could have a section of your portfolio that's better for home decor, you could have a section that's better for apparel, you know, things like that.
1: Okay. And um, I guess on a segue to that, what are the best websites or even, printers here in the city that I could go to, to print out my designs so I can bring them in for interviews as like physical products.
0: Um, I was a little, yeah, I was a little confused by that question. Are you wanting to print fabric or are you wanting to print some kind of pro like your designs on actual products? Um, I guess both. So
1: ideally I would want to go into home goods. So maybe even like bedding, um, shower curtains, stuff of that nature.
0: Okay. Um, And so are you wanting to print your designs on like an actual shower curtain? Because I don't think that's necessary for a job interview. I think that, yeah, I think that you could maybe do some mock-ups, which is helpful. So you could just buy some mock-ups on a site like Creative Market or other stock sites and then just impose your designs onto those mock-ups so that you know, the company can see how your designs look. And it also helps you as the designer to say, okay, like, I thought this would be great for a shower curtain. But now when I look at it, it's the scale isn't right. Or, um, you know, I wouldn't probably buy that if I saw it in a store, you know, that kind of thing. It really helps you as the designer to just become um, like more targeted for like the products that you're trying to design. But it also helps show the, you know, employer, yeah, I can design your product like here are some mock-ups and I don't think you need a mock-up for every single design in your portfolio, but I think it's good to have a few examples, especially maybe for your, maybe strongest collections, maybe your top five, something like that.
1: I mean, is it necessary in an interview to bring in swatches maybe, or how does that work? Just trying to like stand out from the crowd, you know? I don't think you,
0: yeah, I, I think it could help. I don't think, um, You know, ultimately, if you're the right fit, you're the right fit. I think it it doesn't hurt. Um, You know, I guess with my first job that I got with Syria, the first drug company I worked for, I didn't have swatches of anything. But by the time I interviewed at the second drug company, Dev Geary, I did have some physical samples. with me. So it was just, I just had a bunch of stuff that, um, I had from working. So I had some, you know, small swatches and things like that, that I could bring in. I don't know if that would make or break like the interview. Um, it's more about your ability as a designer. What are the designs you can do? I think the fact that, you know, illustrator is really helpful. Um, a lot of times it's the opposite, like, but having that graphic design background is going to be really good for you in illustrator. But a lot of times, People sometimes, I think, feel more comfortable learning Photoshop first, but they really struggle with Illustrator. And it mm-hmm. depends on the company. Um, you know, the companies I worked at were handmade companies, so it really didn't matter because they weren't feeding the files to a machine. If that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Um, whereas, if you were working for a more of a machine-made rug company, they might have more of a, you know, a a system of, you know, okay, we're, we're going to use this program, like maybe Texel or something that we don't, you wouldn't even know unless you worked in, you know, with that company. And that's okay. But, you know, if if it's a raster based file, then Photoshop might translate a little bit better to a program like that, but they would train you on that. Once you got the job, they don't expect you to know that um, before coming into the job. So, um, but yeah, but they're more machine made. So they're kind of feeding those files to the machine, um, from my understanding. I haven't worked there personally, yeah. but that's what I yeah, picked up on, I think. Got it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
1: Um I guess another one would be on your journey to becoming a surface pattern designer. What what information do you know now that you wish you knew earlier in your career?
0: That's a good question. And I saw that question in your email and <laughs> I had a hard time thinking of like, what was like the thing? Um, I hmm, I think that sometimes in the job, um, maybe the thing I had to learn how to do that was like the hardest thing, I think at first is just learning like what's sellable in the marketplace, especially for your product. Because sometimes as designers, we, we have you know, our own taste preferences. And sometimes you have to design things that you don't necessarily like, but it's it's good for especially like mass market, middle America um, types of, you know, marketplaces. So, um, you know, maybe something that would sell really well in Sam's Club or something that I wouldn't necessarily like think was like the trendiest thing, you know, I kind of like trendy things, um, you know, that, you, you know, you kind of sometimes have to take a step back and say, okay, like, understand the Sam's Club customer or whoever it is, it could be Home Depot, it could be, um, it could be Pier 1, it could be, Pot- if it's a place that you don't typically shop, you have to take a step back and understand that customer and say, okay, like, this is what they would like, this is what they would buy, even if it's not your taste. So, I think that that was one of the, you know, kind of hurdles that I I mean, it's just, you just develop a sense for it um, the longer that you work and just spending time with those projects. Um, but yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned. And I think one of the biggest struggles as a surface pattern designer is you're kind of making that switch. So when you're a textile designer and you're working in-house, you kind of design everything. Like you design for all of the different customers depending on you know who you're selling to. And um, a lot of times... When you work as a textile designer you may work for a wholesaler so like it's maybe not someone that the regular consumers know about like um you know i don't know sometimes people may have heard of mud pie especially if they live in the area but i wouldn't say it's like a national brand that's like in people's homes whereas people know like baby gap or something you know they know stuff like that so you may be working more for a supplier and so they may be supplying a lot of different retail brands which means that as the designer, you design a lot of different styles. Um, And so I think one of the biggest challenges when you go independent, if that's your plan eventually, um, is that you kind of have to stick your flag in the same Okay, like, who am I as a designer? As opposed to like, I can design anything because I designed for all these different brands. Um, It's saying, okay, what's my style? What's my style? How am I going to be different? But also, is it still sellable? Like, Because yeah. if it's not sellable, then it might as well just be a hobby. Um, Got it. You no. Know. Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know that I'm offering a free mini course called Art Style Secrets, all about how to develop your own art style. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head over to com and click on free trainings. All right. Let's dive back in. And so
1: how did you about. like alter your style then for those types of customers
0: um i think you just have to look at their website see what the style is especially like color palettes and maybe um i would say maybe something that was a trend five years ago might now be selling well in a in a mass market store like walmart or sam's club or something like that um I don't know if you remember, but when I, I just remember this because it was when I first got hired as a textile designer, but Chevron was like the hot, hot, hot thing. Right, like, right. We were putting Chevron on everything. <laughs> and then, and some of the mass market stores were slow because they were like, this is too trendy for us right now. Um, but then after a couple of years, once the market kind of started to get saturated with it, that's when the mass market stores, it's kind of like that customer that's like, um, oh, I can't pull that off. It's too trendy. But then once it's been out for like five years, they're like, Oh, okay, now I feel comfortable because I'm not gonna like stand out. Right? yeah, so and so it's kind of that customer where once you start seeing Chevron and Walmart and it's on everything, then you're like, all right, like, for the fashion forward stuff, it's like, okay, we gotta be onto to the next trend. Um, but it might live in Walmart for a while. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> gotcha. That's if really that makes sense, yeah. no, it totally does. That's really interesting about the trends like that.
0: Lattice. I was just gonna say lattice was kind of the same way, especially in rugs. I don't know, like the two color like trellis or lattice designs oh, that was yes, on everything yes. too, and it's still really pretty, especially in rugs. But it's, um, but you started to see it just on everything, and like especially the Moroccan one anyway when you when you work in pattern design you just like memorize some of these motifs and you're like oh yeah okay i've seen that everywhere now <laughs> on to the next thing but gotcha. um, yeah yeah do
1: um most companies still stick with the adobe package or do they all do they use like wacom tablets or procreate as far as like their drawing methods
0: That's a great question because I've been, I haven't worked in-house for two years. I'm curious to know if in-house are now providing iPads to their designers because of Procreate. Um, When I was working, we never got iPads. We had laptops and we had Wacom tablets. Um, We also never had Cintiqs. So that's something that was kind of popular, I think, before. I mean, now it's like kind of one or the other, but... Um, I think most designers prefer the iPad to the Cintiq. Um, I certainly do. Um, I was actually thinking about getting rid of my Cintiq (laughs) (laughs) because I just don't use it as much. It's just easier to draw on the iPad. Um, I agree. But, oh, Vivita says, hi. Hello. How are you? Ask us any questions in the chat if you have questions for us. But... um, but yeah, I used, uh, in-house I used the Wacom tablet and we used the Adobe Suite, yes. Photoshop and Illustrator mostly. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and actually in Rugs, we actually used Photoshop more. At the first job I had, it really didn't matter because we kind of worked on our own files. But at the second job I had, we shared a lot of files and everyone else was working in Photoshop except for me. And so <laughs> it got it just got annoying having to go back and forth. So eventually I learned Photoshop and now it's like, I'm torn. I like both. <laughs> Once I got used to it.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what made you go into rugs specifically?
0: Um, I think I was just kind of like, what, whoever will hire me as long as I can like draw patterns, I I'm there, you know, like yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> and so I, I interviewed at, um, at, more of a greeting card company. I interviewed at a couple of companies like that um, throughout the last like seven years. And one didn't offer me a job, but the other one did. But I had a, a my second rug offer. And I kind of at that point wanted to stay in rugs because the other job was more of a manager role. And I was like, oh, like, do I want to manage or do I want to like keep designing, uh, doing the designs myself? And I I think I wanted to design myself more so than manage. So that's why I I stuck with the rug job. But um, yeah, I think, you know, there are a lot of also greeting card companies. There's one in Atlanta here as well called Design Group. Um, Previously, they were. Yeah. So you're familiar with them. Um, Previously, I think they were called International Greetings. Um, So if you're open to also doing something like that, then That I think that would be a fun job as a designer, maybe not so much as a manager, which is the offer that I had. Um, Yeah, because they want art. It's kind of a strange setup. They want artists um, to be their managers. And I think it makes sense on one hand that they want artists to understand the people that they're managing because they've actually done the work. But like not a lot of artists really want to be managers. So I feel like they're always hiring for that. I understand. Um, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to find... I think artists that don't mind managing a lot of people and are fine just to give up the, the drawing side of things.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So as far as like jobs go, is it worth it to shoot emails to say like target or whatever, but like ask for careers in design? Is that a way to go as far as finding jobs for bigger companies like that or?
0: Um, so you, are you asking if you should email Target with your portfolio and like ask yes. for their HR manager? Exactly. You could yeah, you could certainly try. Um, you know, you never know unless you try. Um, I would think it would be a little bit difficult with a big brand, a big name brand like that. Um have To discourage you just to be like a little bit realistic so you don't get discouraged if like yeah, it doesn't go course. anywhere. Of um course. But yeah, I think companies like that are probably recruiting from like, the top design schools. Um, yeah, but you should always try because if your portfolio is better than, you know, just because you went to a good school doesn't mean your portfolio is going to be awesome. So it's all about that portfolio. So I think you should definitely try. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel bad if, um, you don't get that one right away. Now I did, um, I did get offers or interest, I would say, um, not a full offer, but, I got interest from Urban Outfitters a few times while I was working because they're like, oh, she works in rugs. We want to hire her for to do our rugs. But at that point, I really didn't want to move because it would have required moving. And so that was another one of your questions, like, can you work remotely? And yes. um, you can, but I'm really interested as well to see what's going to happen after the pandemic because yeah. in my experience, like, it really wasn't something that a lot of companies were open to um, especially if you hadn't already worked there for a while and even if you had um, like when I worked with Dev Geary like I had a great relationship with my manager I loved her to death Um, she didn't want to lose me but the CEO really didn't want to let me work remotely because we did my husband and I did move to Birmingham for two years which isn't even that that far like I could have still come back here and there, you know, for meetings or whatever, if I need really needed to. But they were like, really, we want someone who can be in-house every day and in the office. And we do review samples and things like that. So I understand. But they um they let me work remotely for about six months until they found someone um to replace me basically. And I I trained them. Yeah. But now with the pandemic, I'm curious if more companies will be open to it. Um but yeah like the Urban Outfitters Mm -hmm. job, they were like, you'd have to move and everything. And I was, I mean, I had just gotten settled in Atlanta. I had made friends here. I was dating someone, you know, so I was like, I'm too tired. I'm in my (laughs) thirties. Like if you had asked me when I was 25, yeah, I totally would have moved if I was in my twenties, but not now, (laughs) but it would have been really cool to work at urban. I love their stuff. It's real funky.
1: I do too. I agree. Yeah. I think that's just my the biggest thing if i could find something remote that would obviously be you know the dream especially post covid
0: <laughs> i know and, and maybe you'll have more options post covid that i'm a little bit out of touch with since i've been working for myself the last 2 years so i just don't know if companies are open to that but it sounds like everyone's trying to hire right now i know that's more retail and restaurants and things but you might have more negotiating power if you know if companies are desperate to hire people um I will tell everyone that I, when I first got my job in textile design with the rug company, I was driving an hour one way to work every day. Oh and, and so that's also just something to let you guys know, like that's how bad I wanted it, um, and I was willing to do that just to kind of get some experience. And and I didn't want to live in Calhoun, so I didn't have to drive that far. I could have moved to where the company was, but like that was pretty much the only thing that was there, right? Like I wouldn't have had much of a life outside of work um, if I had moved there. And some people kind of moved in the middle. They moved more to like Carter'sville, which is, you know, has a little bit more going on. Um, And it was closer to Calhoun at the time. But yeah. So, I mean, if you really want, if you really want it, like see if you can make it work. And again, I didn't have kids. I was single. I could kind of, you know, live in a you know, tiny 500 square foot apartment and, and right. drive all that way and still have like a social life in right. the city. But, um, but yeah, so that's what I did. I did it for like almost four years and there were time, but there were bouts of time where we were able to work in Atlanta and just go out to Calhoun once a week. And so it kind of just depended on the manager that we had at the time and what she had kind of negotiated with the CEO. And, um, and all of that. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to do stuff like that, that really sucks because everyone, I don't, I won't, I won't say everyone, but these jobs are popular because they're fun. Right. And yes. they are still work. They are still work. There's going to be days that suck, but they're creative jobs and they are, um, they are popular, which means you just have more competition. So with something like that, it does help weed out the competition. If someone's not willing to commute. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's just kind of the reality of it. So no, and I appreciate you giving like providing the
1: reality for this. That's extremely helpful. Thank mm -hmm. you.
0: Of course. Yeah. And there's ways around I mean, it it's not fun to commute that far, but we did carpool sometimes to save on gas money. And we, you know, that's the time where you can catch up on calling everyone or listen to a podcast, you know, whatever you want to do. (laughs) So there are ways to make it not as horrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a while, but, <laughs> but when I got the second job um, with Dev Geary, then I was here in town. So that was really helpful as well. And then they adjusted the schedule so that we weren't sitting in like city traffic all the time. So we actually didn't have to be in the office until 10 AM. And then we left around 6 30 or 7 PM. So it was kind of like a way to avoid the rush hour traffic. Um, Cause that could be bad here in Atlanta too, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, but it just depends on who, you know, who's in charge and what they want to do and what they're flexible about. But yeah, um, I definitely think with design, it's a, it's a skill that can be done remotely. And so there's no reason why you can't eventually work remotely. It just might be difficult starting out when nobody knows you and you don't have those relationships and whatnot. Like now it's easier for me because I have those relationships with people and you have that network and they already know me and trust me. So, um, So if they, you know, need some designs remotely, then that's fine. You know, or if you're doing freelance, it's different. Like people expect you to be remote, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Any other questions? I actually can't think of any more at the
1: moment. I think we covered all of my questions that I had so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Uh, Let's see in the chat, uh, Vivitha has a question. She said, I'm working as a fashion designer and social media management team in the South of India and would like to work in another country. Can you um, maybe give me some tips for how to start my journey? Um, so I get—I feel like I get a lot of questions because I used to work um, with our factory in India with their rug designs, um, and I have a, a lot of contacts in India. And I get a lot of questions about people from India asking how they can work in another country, and. Um, I don't really know how to answer that for you guys because I didn't do that myself. I didn't change countries. I always worked within my own country. Um, And so I wish I had some tips for you guys, but um, I don't really know how to help you with migrating to another country. That's not really my area of expertise. Um, I do work with an assistant designer who's based out of Pakistan. Um, And so he, we've met each other on Upwork. And so that's a great site that if you are wanting to work for yourself or have a little bit more independence, um, a site like Upwork can be a good opportunity for you to meet people who are in other countries and work together, even if you are located in a different country. Um, So that's the only real experience I can, I can speak from when it comes to, yeah, being based in India. But I wish you the best of luck if you are trying to move to another country. (laughs) Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. All right. Then I guess we'll sign off, but it was so wonderful to meet you. And yeah, let me know if uh, you ever want to chat again and let me know how your journey goes.
1: Thank you so much, Lauren. This has been absolutely wonderful and super helpful. And I will contact you again if
0: needed. Okay. Sounds good. Have a wonderful weekend. Me too. Hey y'all, I hope you learned so much from this conversation with Maya today. Be sure to follow me over on Instagram at Lauren Leslie Studio and don't forget to check the show notes to get the link to my free mini course, Art Style Secrets. And if you'd like to schedule an Ask Me Anything episode, just shoot me an email over at lauren at laurenleslie.com. Again, Leslie is spelled with an EY. Make sure to leave a rating, a review, and if you're willing to give this podcast a little extra love, then take a screenshot and share the episode over on your Instagram stories. I love you so much, and I hope this episode gave you a ton of insights for how to become a surface pattern designer. See you next time. Bye, guys.